I'm Melissa Currents. And I'm Amy Yersted. And we welcome you to the ninth episode of the What Would Alice Paul Do podcast. This show is about demystifying what it means to be a volunteer with the League of Women Voters today. In this episode, we'll talk about local action and how you can encourage the people around you to take action. We also have an activist action alert to share. So listen up for your chance to pee in some boots. Yeah, we want to take the time to thank all of our new listeners that have come onto the podcast. Our reach is really great, which I'm not exactly sure what that means. Melissa, you probably can <laughs> explain what that means, but we're reaching people. <laughs> so yeah. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're getting lots of comments. So thanks, everyone, for all of your support and for sharing the podcast with everyone. It yeah. it, it makes us feel loved. And um, we do this because we're league nerds and uh, we do this because we care. So it's nice to see that others are caring and so. Mm-hmm. And responding. And we love um, getting feedback from you either via email or on our Facebook page and continue to reach out to us. We love it. Yeah. Also, you have a chance you could review us on iTunes. Like we did in the last episode, we wanted to do our League Lingo moment at the beginning of the episode. And so we wanted to talk about uh, local action and speaking for the League. This first League Lingo is local action. And we talked a little bit about this in our past uh, episodes, Lobby versus Advocacy. But we want to get a little deeper into it this time. So what local action is, is it's about promoting a League position that's not connected to specific legislation. And these activities are, can sometimes be funded with tax-deductible monies, your 501c3 account, even when only one side of issue is presented, as long as there's no call to action on a particular piece of legislation. So that's what your local action is. Um, when we talk about speaking for the league, we're talking about the collective voice of the organization. A lot of times we have the state, local, and uh, national levels, and we want to speak with one voice on one particular issue. So we want to make sure that we all work together on an approved position before we speak out. If you're thinking about your local league, we want to have um, maybe one speaker at the local league talk about this issue. So you might want to think about nominating a speaker to speak on behalf of the local league. Oftentimes, the president will be the official spokesperson for the league. Depending on the issue, you might want to use a league expert. The idea is that uh, we want to stay on message and speak from our time-tested member-approved positions. Additionally, advocacy should be done in concert with the local, state, or national level of the league. And it helps when we all work together to use our collective power. We're stronger and louder when we work together. You might have some questions if you're a member of the league. When can you speak for yourself and when can you speak for the league? Typically, you would want to, if you're going to do a letter to the editor, if you have um, strong feelings about a specific issue, you'll want to speak on as yourself, as a citizen. And then if you are speaking on a very uh, particular issue, you want to make sure that the designated spokesperson is doing that on behalf of the League of Women Voters. A lot of times, this is actually more effective if you care about an issue. If you speak as a citizen, the public officials want to hear what the citizens think. We always underestimate the power that each of us have individually. You know, it is, as a group, as an organization, we have a lot of power because we have our name and our reputation. And that's why it is so important to have that person who's been elected in the league, in your leadership, to speak for the organization. But that doesn't mean that you 
individ as an individual have don't have any power. You have an incredible amount of power, and sometimes more so because they know your elected officials and your leaders in your community know that you know you're a citizen and you vote, and you know and you have a lot of friends, and word of mouth gets around. And so if you're ticked off um, and you write a letter to the editor as an individual, and all your neighbors and you know the people in your community are seeing that, uh, people are going to start waking up. So. It's important to, you know, uh, respect the speaking as one with the league because also we don't want our message to get lost. We don't want a bunch of people saying one thing or another. And by having that one person who speaks for your organization, it gives us a lot more focus and clarity and I think seriousness because we want to be able to have that touch point later in the future when issues continue to come up. So Mm -hmm. speak for yourself. Be clear and concise, and then when you're speaking for the league, you only do that when you have been nominated or elected by your organization. You will know. Yeah. <laughs> you will be carrying that torch. Right. You will be well aware that you're speaking for the league. And you'll be like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> it's I on know. me. Yeah. Uh, now we're ready for our Deeds Not Words segment. So this time around we're going to talk about what it means to do local action and how we can bring others into our work why in the world would we take action well because no one joins a political advocacy group like the league of women voters to sit on their hands while our democracy gets assaulted people like us and of course our hero alice paul want to fix Mm -hmm. systematic problems and that's why melissa and i joined the, the league of women voters Voter, registra- voter registration drives are really fun, and especially when I get to pull up my crazy socks and my hat <laughs> and I get to give out suckers to the kids. Uh, but deep down, I know that power has a tendency to corrupt and especially seems that that is the case right now when we see so many creative ways to suppress the people's will and to create division in our country. So long rant, but here's the deal. The League members should take action because we're people who care deeply about democracy and democratic values. And besides, we have outstanding positions and volunteers took a long time and a lot of work to get these positions to be where they're at uh, and are time tested. And and that gets to the heart. All of our positions get to the heart of fixing our democracy and and fixing our country. And Mm -hmm. it's a great way also to engage new activists. And and, um, of course, that's the local organizer speaking in to me. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. right. Right. Uh, but yeah, so that's why we, you know, you, we, we are in the league to do work and we're in the league to make things better. And so that's why you want to do action. Right. And so you might be asking yourself, which issues should you take action on? And um, while there's a lot of issues that we could consider, um, the campaign to make democracy work was something that the uh, membership voted on in 2016 at convention, and it's um, things such as voting rights, voter protection, and money in politics. And so if we work on uh, these issues at the state and local or national level, we'll really make a big difference. As the League of Women Voters, we have a lot of resources and tools on these priorities, um, So, which makes being an activists so much easier. And if you are like me, uh, you don't want to have to recreate the wheel because that is not fun. We'll be sharing these links on our website, which could help make your advocacy campaign things such as redistricting or campaign finance just a little easier. So um, make sure that you check those out at alicepaulpodcast.com. And by the way, I'm working on one or two more resources, so you'll have to stay tuned. I, I just submitted one of them, and so I'm looking forward to see how that looks but um it's exciting 
Um, and, uh, so I, I like to make it easier for people. Cause like I talked about on the last episode, I like freebies and I'm sure all my friends also like freebies and things that are already yeah. created for them. So, so stay tuned for that new resource coming out. It's a good teaser. Yeah. Yeah. Plus I really like the idea that we all get to work together to pee in the same couple of deserving boots to make change. So what happens when, uh, you and your friends hear about an issue that really kind of gets you mad and you want to pee in some boots? So uh, you think this is an issue that the League of Women Voters can get behind. So what do you do next? In other words, how do you get started? So first of all, you want to understand how this issue affects your community. Um, you want to get a good background. So um, when you are talking to other people, you really um, present a good balanced view of things. You can also start to figure out what the common concerns are that uh, maybe other community members have. And then you can learn about the challenges and successes that other maybe some other folks either league members or not league members have faced in in working on this issue yeah and you want to make sure your team does some digging around so not only you're going to look and ask other groups um, in your community about the issues that they've been working on but you're also going to research your local state national league's position um, on the issue and you're going to find you want to find some talking points to get you started and to make things a little bit easier as you move forward For example, action alerts that are often issued um, at the state level, but definitely at the national level, these are important resources and they can help you uh, help you with your messaging and helping you craft those talking points, uh, even for your local group. So, for example, I I've used language from action alerts um, in the past for my own like for social media posts on my local league's Facebook page, as well Mm -hmm. as for emails trying to, you know, get people energized about a particular issue. And so, you know, National does a really great job coming up with a lot of material or those action alerts. And so I just use the same, you know, passion and verbiage in them and then, you know, just put, put it into my Facebook or my email. So or even on their website, if, if you right. can figure that out. So um, when you do that, it makes us all sound like one united organization and a lot stronger. So I right. and it, it makes it easier. You don't have to. You don't have to write it all by yourself then. You know, we mentioned this in the um, in our last episode where the National Voter Registration Day, if you can take from others, it will be so much easier for you to craft these messages and uh, just reuse, um, reuse the messages that maybe other local leagues are using that are close to you or your state league or other state leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, um, no one's going to be mad if, if you take um, a post from another league source they'll like we'll all be so happy that we got the word out about something we care about (laughs) they love me they really (laughs) love me (laughs) you know there we know their strength in numbers so league members should think about reaching out to others in order to increase their impact Um, we do have some ideas we want to share with you join forces with another group that are already working on this issue you want to think about if you can getting published in the local newspaper you could do a letter to the editor or op-ed so you can reach more people in your community also think about asking your friends or neighbors to join you because um, you're so passionate about it. Um, your enthusiasm is going to bring uh, people that you know on board with you. You also want to reach out to you, those who represent you in government and let them know how you feel. You can also hold a candidate forum or exchange views with a candidate in a more informal way. I think I mentioned in the past that my my delegate, aka my state representative, uh, I actually have him on Facebook Messenger, and he'll actually respond. So if you can if you can connect with them, you know, using social media or 
email um, or if you know if you can go to a town hall meeting and ask questions that's you know a great great time uh, another one is attend or organize an, ed- an educational forum. So that's a, you know, a great way to start working on issues and start working on a local action. So another way is to attend lobby days or rallies. The league hosts these. Uh, state leagues oftentimes will do it, sometimes one time a year, sometimes repeatedly throughout the a session when, when their state capital is in session. My state only does um, – they're in session this year coming up, only 60 days. And so every single Wednesday, the league gets together and then they'll have one key lobby day where they try to get all their league members together. So it's a lot of fun and it's a great experience. This last year, I even brought my two kids with me to the Virginia lobby day. Um, and I don't, I think my nine-year-old will remember it forever. So it's, it's, oh. you know, it, we make an impact, but then it's also, we're making memories. <laughs> yeah. It's family time. It's family time. That's how we do our, fe- <laughs> <laughs> our, our family vacation is at the Capitol. <laughs> yeah. So to take your advocacy to the next level, we have some very practical and concrete strategies for you to try. So, um, just to kind of give you an idea of what the process could look like, um, we recommend first knowing which level of government you want to contact. While that sounds kind of like um, a no-brainer, you do want to know who you're dealing with. Yep. You also want to keep your message laser sharp once you do figure out which sector of government you're talking with. You want to focus on one issue at a time when you reach out to your elected official. Um for example, when I go do lobbying um, for League of Women Voters United States as the Lobby Corps member, we, we we have one topic that we're talking about. It's very clear. It's very concise. So nothing is getting confused in our message delivery. You also want to make it really professional. You know that saying that, saying that goes, fake it before you make it? So, <laughs> the same thing applies. <laughs> Politicians <laughs> don't need to know that you have a kid or a puppy running around, as Melissa and I often have one or the other, and that... <laughs> Um, or that you're writing, you know, writing your letter to the editor or your email in your jammies. So use official titles and address all your letters formally and with a succinct subject line. Everything should be really professional as if you were in an actual like paid office. They don't know, right? That's what you're <laughs> yeah. They don't know the difference. And then when you do reach out to your public officials, you want to make sure that um, you provide all the ways that they can contact you. So remember your phone number, your address, your email. Um, They want to make sure that you are their constituent. Um, You really have more power than you may think as a constituent to um, make an impact with your public official. And then if you're commenting on a bill and you want to make reference to it, you want to make sure you know what the bill number is and describe it. So don't make them dig for it. Even though you may think they know what they are, they probably don't. Um, Some states have databases on government websites to find bill numbers very easily. If you haven't checked your state, Please do that now. It's very helpful. And sometimes those bills can move fast, and sometimes they are hiding in committee. So you want to make sure that you know the bill and how to find it. So another thing is you want to make sure you are clear in your position and state your reasons for the stance. So don't fill up the space or grandstand. Just get to the point. Uh, I always like the rule of threes. You know, what are the three reasons for the stance that your local league or your team is taking? Make those reasons really clear and really concise. Also, make sure you counter opposing arguments if you have time. And here's the thing. You need to think like the other side in order to know those arguments. So put yourself in their shoes. Empathy goes a long way. Then wham, pivot and mic drop. But again, don't soapbox. You just want to be clear and concise. If you can, humanize the issue. Maybe talk about personal stories. And Amy, have you done that before? I have. So when I lobbied with um, Lobby Corps, 
we were lobbying a few months ago on the Affordable Care Act. And before I went and actually went to the Hill to go and do some lobbying, I saw that Moms Rising had this really great packet of all these different stories, healthcare stories, um, and with pictures and states and, you know, all these members. And so I, I thought it was really awesome. So then I went on Facebook and asked all of our league, I mean, not all of them, but I asked the ones I had some connections with that I, I knew if they would, wouldn't mind sharing their stories with me. And I would compile them to the states, the key states that I was going to be lobbying. And uh, that way I could give it to their representative and they could have it. And it was it was really awesome. And I think more effective than me just being in the office with my letter was, the, I mean, those those stories, you know, the staffers would be thumbing through it, kind of briefing over it. And then later I actually saw uh, the U.S. representatives were asking for, like I, I saw this in an article. I didn't personally sit there and see it. Right. But, you know, I, um, and I saw it like they, you know, you, I sign up to various representative emails. And so the, they would be asking the people on the other side receiving that email if they could, you know, if you have stories, please share them with us. Because what they're going to do is they're going to take those, compile those stories and they're going to go to their peers and try to convince their peers to go on to, you know, the side that they, they wanted. So, um, you know, I think they're using the stories to lobby each other. Yeah. So it was, what's great is that like, you know, mom's rising saw an opportunity with the storytelling and how effective it was. And, you know, it's not, they're not, they didn't invent it nonprofits, people, humans have been, you know, doing storytelling forever. Um, but putting them all together and then taking it to the representatives was just, it's so powerful. And so we got on it and then <laughs> those U.S. representatives saw how powerful it was. So they got on the same bandwagon and wow. we're all sharing stories. So, um, you know, it really <laughs> elevates the message and how showing how important, uh, you know, whatever it is that we're needing to pass. It's just, it's, it's really, you know, it makes the, it makes it come to life. So they work. You can really apply how these things affect people when you have stories. Yeah. You have emotions. I mean, it's, you know, everything gets wrapped up in it. So it's, yeah, it's very, very powerful. So if you can find stories and dig them up, you know, even if you could like get recorders and go and interview people, that would even be more powerful than a bunch of emails compiled together. Being polite does go a long way. You want to thank the public official for their attention, and you can ask for a reply. So remind them that the League of Women Voters is a resource that they can come to with their questions. So if they're not sure on something, we can help answer that for them. Um, we're often the subject matter experts, and so we can um, we can give them information if we want because we have great positions, and our members are pretty smart. So yeah, they're coming to us. You also want to make sure that you're polite when you do these to cultivate the relationship. And sometimes it can be, it can be a challenge. And for example, one time I was lobbying and there was a staffer who was a total ass and you have to maintain, you know, you have to maintain your composure and be cool. Keep it really professional while he was a total jerk. You know, I just stood up and told him like, these are the league's priorities. And if you're with us, that's fantastic. And if you're not, that sucks. I mean, yeah. it really wasn't anything else I could say. I, for advice, anyone who comes across a total jerk when they have to, you know, do some action is that, you know, they may show their ugly side, but as long as you can outsmart them and be professional, you're always going to be on the right. upper side. So you, you still have to, I would still recommend finding that empathy, you know, finding out and trying to understand, you know, what the situation is on the other side. And that kind of goes along with outsmarting them on you know, on the argument, but and maintaining your professionalism, but you will come across some jerks. I promise it's, it's going to happen, but they're not right. very often. It doesn't happen right. very often. 
And it's not about you. It's, it's about not about you. Them. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes the issues are just so hot that, you know, and people's emotions and passions are just, you know, crazy. Right. And we're the league, though. So we're level headed and we're chill and, and we got this. So. Well, and then they'll even, they might even make you wait. Oh, and, you know, yeah. maybe do some, like maybe they're not total jerks, but they might do some kind of rude things. But, you know, you just kind of have to keep your cool. That That's happens right. all the time. They're getting yeah. pulled in a lot of different directions. You might have mm-hmm. to wait. That's all right. We got yeah. time. League's been around almost 100 years. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> right. We know how to wait. It's right. <laughs> kind of. I mean, we want piss in your boots while we're at it. <laughs> right. All right. So when I meet offices, I like to leave something like a one pager, not just pee. <laughs> So no, I leave a one pager uh, with the league's position clearly stated so that the staff person and the elected leader has something to refer to. And, it, you know, it makes it memorable. You know, you make sure you use the official league letterhead uh, if you're if you're coming in as the league representative. If you're coming in as an individual, you just use your own letterhead. And make sure that all the language is succinct with what you're promoting in the media and online. And it's and it always, like I said, it's going to go back to the speak with one voice theme. Similarly, like the action alerts are important for your fellow activists to do their part. Um, and so they can do it quickly. So as you are in there, so even if you're not the person speaking for the league, but you're going in there because you're a constituent and you have an issue, you're going in there, you're giving your letter why you think this position is you know so important. Make sure that you're telling all your friends back home and on Facebook and Twitter and where else uh, how important it is. And you're, you're helping them come up with the language so that they can also put pressure on. So the strategy is to flood the news, flood the offices, flood social media, flood the email with your message and the passion of your activists. That mm-hmm. is going to get, you know, turn heads and make an impact. Lastly, to follow up, you want to make sure you email the staffer. So after you have flooded everything, you know, give them a few days, maybe a week. You want to follow up with them and make sure that they got, you know, that the elected leader got the reading material that you dropped off and that you're there as a resource if they have any questions. You want to make sure you keep that relationship going. So uh, it's not, you know, you didn't just drop it off and then sayonara, you never see them again. You want, you want to keep that conversation. To continue that flood the scene scenario. So how can you do that? How can you increase your impact? And so we say you can use technology to do that. So some examples that you and your team can do, you can create a pre-written letter about this issue that you care about and post it on your league's Facebook page, post it on your league's website um, so other community members could send a letter to their elected officials. Um, maybe you can send an email to your partners and let them know that, hey, the league has been um, lobbying on this issue and we want you to also work on this issue so here's the letter you guys do your own follow-up you also want to share photos and stories of the league members who have reached out and taken action on relevant social media channels this goes back to the storytelling you know having those pictures makes it real it brings the story to life um i like to follow up with groups and one of my favorite um, or I mean, I like to follow groups. And one of my favorites, as I mentioned before, was Moms Rising. And their action that they do is so creative. Um, and I'm sure there's other groups. So I'm sorry if you're another group and, and I'm not mentioning you. Um, uh, I'm just in the mom mode. So I kind of, you know, it's there. Anyway, so what their activists will do is they will decorate onesies. Uh, that's just one example. Uh, I think I think on Monday they're doing something about like a piece of cake. So they're coming with a bunch of cupcakes and they're saying how this particular piece of legislation is a piece of cake to pass, which that is not the case, but they're using, you know, funny cupcakes. And so they also decorate onesies and then they'll go and drop off a big old box of onesies with their message on it to an elected leader's office to make a statement. 
And one, someone else told me about this. I don't know what group did it, but it is just genius. And what they did is they filled up all these big giant balloons, like those big ones where they used to, you know, back in the 90s where you'd put bears in them and whatnot. They filled up the balloons with people's names in it who were receiving assistance. Uh, I think this was for the Affordable Care Act. So if they were getting health insurance through the Affordable Care Act. And (laughs) the activists threatened to pop these giant balloons. And it was millions of people who were receiving coverage. And so it was going to make a disaster. I don't know if those (laughs) balloons actually got popped or not. I hope they did because that would just be awesome. And it would also make a really outstanding picture um, nice. <laughs> and you could use that for weeks trying to continue the message and, and flood, the, flood the office. I mean, can yes. you just imagine? I mean, millions of little pieces of paper with people's name on it. You can also create a social media post outlining the policy priorities of the league and ways to get involved with advocacy. So you want to... Um, also think about your internal strategy and focus and create an outline for messaging, a calendar of when you want certain messages to go out. This keeps the heat on the issue and everybody is focused and organized. And we've been doing this at my league and it's been very helpful. I, I kind of do it informally through Facebook's schedule. Like I schedule my posts out. Mm-hmm. And so we have a variety of different issues going on. But uh, So you also want to post alerts on your league's pages and website so like for example like how we keep saying about speaking with one voice and you know there's a lot of issues that nationally and states and locals are working on in concert together like voting rights if you know if the national comes out with a action alert you know you can put that action alert on your website and then also share that onto your facebook so you know like i said before we all join the league to do work and by posting those action alerts to your local members they can see it and they can start doing some work right away uh and it's you know that work is impactful i actually saw one of our um uh staff people who do uh, you know our advocacy work she had a this big box full of um of those signatures so those action alert signatures at a rally and so like she had to you know carry that box you know, down to the wow. to the rally with the, I don't know how many, you know, a couple thousand signatures. So, you know, it's a digital signature, but it's, you know, it's something nonetheless. So, you know, and then we deliver that to the representative. So it's, it, it works, you know, put those action alerts on your website, help us all, you know, speak with that one voice. This is your activist action alert. This is our time when we're peeing in their boots. This time we're talking about the, the dream act. 16 years and going strong. So we have been actually, the DREAM Act has been in the works for 16 years. 16 years. That is incredible. I had no idea. So 800,000 people are about to get jacked out of the American dream that they are promised. So what we need is we need help. We need people to start calling, emailing, tweeting, Facebooking, everything, your representative about passing the DREAM Act. Because 16 years is freaking ridiculous. 800,000 people getting kicked out of our country when they were promised um, a path to be citizens is just, you know, this is really scary stuff. So the League of Women Voters has a position on immigration. So we're coming from a place of authority and love. And this is also a human rights issue. Please connect with the people, you know, with all of your people on this issue and for all of those of you who made some noise on the Affordable Care Act, you did outstanding because the Cassidy Graham bill failed. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We dodged another assault on our health care. Um, I'm sure that there was another one lurking somewhere. It, so stay tuned. Um, stay vigilant. But for those of you, you know, 
you know, the, it doesn't stop with healthcare. We need to also help all of these 800,000 people, uh, and make sure this intimidation and I mean, deportation, all this stuff is just stop. So talk to your representatives and let's make a lot of noise on this one. So keep the heat on them. And thank you again for all of the hard work that you're, you have done and that you continue to do. And, um, I promise you're making an impact because if you weren't, then we'd have some really, really crappy bill right now for healthcare, and we don't. Um, so thank you. This is Melissa Currens. And this is Amy Yersted. We ask, what would Alice Paul do? But it's more important what you're going to do. Put your ear to the ground and see what your fellow activists want to work on. Your state and the National League are working on really important issues, so don't be afraid to download an action kit or other activist tools and get started. Go make your mark and start working on a local action plan. Until next time.